Um, yeah, my job's up here is to, to coach the Melbourne Footy Club and to get our footy club winning games of footy. So that's what my primary focus is. Episode four of the Talking Points, we've got senior coach Simon Goodwin in the hot seat. Thanks for your time, Goody. Uh, no worries, Ben. Good to be on. We're here in Maroochydore. There's plenty of hub talk to come. But firstly, I want to start with the fixture. It was revealed last night. We've got Brisbane, Port, Adelaide, North and Collingwood to come. But I guess it's probably less relevant in a way now that we're just going to play everyone once. Do you sort of think of it like that? Yeah, look, we do. And, you know, the fixture is the fixture. You know, we just look forward to who we're playing from week to week. And um, no doubt every club's looking at it and there's challenges throughout every part of the season. But it's actually a really exciting fixture for us, you know, to play so many games in such a short period. Um, we're looking at that as a positive. You know, we're in some good form and um, it's a great chance for us now to build some momentum. There's a tricky one in there. We play on an at- we play in Adelaide, then in Hobart off about a four-day break. Is there any thoughts of potentially staying elsewhere instead of coming back to Queensland? Yeah, look, we'll have a look through with the AFL about what's possible, but um, obviously in Adelaide we'll probably at this stage look to, to fly to, to Tassie and, and spend some time there and um, limit coming back to Queensland. But once again, we're just looking at that as an exciting part of our fixture and an opportunity to play two games in a really short space of time on the road. It's a bit unprecedented, the cramming of games in. Do you think the Burjo factor we've talked about, do you think that's going to be handy for us, him having experience in short turnarounds? Yeah, we've prepared our players the whole season that this may be the case. And um, when the first part of our season got halted after round one, you know, we put our players in a training phase, which was on a four-day cycle for this very moment. Um, we wanted to prepare them for, for this part of the season when it came and um, it's come. Um, we're fortunate to have Darren and his experience in soccer and in the world game that um, they play on a lot of short turnarounds so um, we feel like we're well placed to handle it well um, and we'll be certainly taking an approach that um, you know we'll put our best team out there as often as we can and, and look to prepare them as best we can. It's been a difficult season for everyone we played in round one after the season was postponed round three our game was postponed round five we had a change of opponent we've now had to swap hubs um, yeah different states that we're playing in do you feel like we've had it tougher than anyone is it a disadvantage? I don't think we've had it tougher than anyone. Um, we've lacked continuity. And I think that's the one thing that you want, you know, in a football team is to just play consistently week after week. And um, it's probably taken up to the last three weeks to finally get that continuity. And I think with that, we've been able to build some cohesion in the way we've played. Um, you can see there were elements of our game that were strong, but there were elements that, that needed time and they needed um, repeat games to come in to, to start playing the way we wanted to play. So. Um, to get that continuity in the last few weeks, you know, our form started to turn around and we feel like we're well placed. And, um, yeah, but we want that continuity to continue, which clearly looks like we're going to get with these compressed games. Now, in terms of your coaching, I feel like fans sometimes have concerns that they don't see a lot of emotion. They don't see you smashing phones in the box. What sort of coach are you in terms of behind closed doors? I think emotion and, and passion are, is something that, you know, you, you work with with your players. Um, you know, emotion, whether you're winning or whether you're losing, um, it's important for me in my role to remain calm, to be really clear and bring clarity to the to the group. And not only that, bring clarity to the coaching group. Um, the box is a, an environment where you want things to be calm to make good decisions. And, and that's the key thing. If you're emotional, um, it really is just a self-indulgence thing. And it takes you away from what's really important is what's happening in the game, what do we need to do, how are we going to turn this around or how are we going to maintain the momentum. Um, and that's my role. Um, emotion is done at a different time. Um, it can be done in the rooms, it can be done before, it can be done after. But in the moment, the clarity and the consistency of message and the calmness to make good decisions is critical. Um, and I don't shy away from that. 
Um, I'm an emotional person. I just don't show it at the times that people would like to see it. Um, and that's fine. And I guess we've sort of seen a little bit of um, that passion come out in those videos after the game because that's the time, isn't it, to when you've got the players there to talk to them and get the message across? Yeah, it is. It's when, you know, it's, when it's needed. Um, and it's, you know, it's pre-game, it's after-game, it's in-game at the right times and, and delivering the right message. Ultimately, what you're trying to do is you're trying to change and have impact in the game. And uh, that can be done in a variety of different ways. But the decision-making elements in-game, up in the box, um, it's not a time for self-indulgent emotion. And uh, I'm really clear on that. Following the Richmond game, we were sitting at one and three. Could you feel the pressure at that point, given the shortened season? It was, it was getting to a tough position for us? Yeah, well, we certainly prepared for that. And we accepted that that may be the case. Um, you know, coming off a poor season where you win five games, um, you know, you want a really fast start to the season because if you don't, there will be noise that will start to, to build. Um, the thing that I was really proud of our group is that we believed in the work we'd done. Um, we had a club, a board, an executive team um, that were really supportive and they understood where we were at and what we needed to do. And, um, you know, we're starting to get some rewards for some of that work now. We've still got you know, a lot of work to do in a really short space of time in this season to get back to where we want to be. But there's no question that the players' belief is building. Um, I think the confidence in the way we're playing is building. And, um, you know, we're starting to, to get the rewards that we knew we worked so hard for over pre-season. There were some clear flaws in the games in those losses. And you were sort of talking about learnings and positives coming from them, which fans sometimes can't see. Mm. How do you actually turn that around on the training track within just a matter of weeks? Yeah, look, we, we had to start somewhere and it was about bringing some of our strengths to life. Um, you know, our method around our contest um, has been much improved all season and we wanted to build some stability in the way we defended. You know, last year we were just so easy to play against and um, so that's been a big focus for us through the summer and through the early part of the year. Um, without question, our ability to connect four to centre was an issue for us. Um, you know, it's something we have worked on, um, but we've made some changes to our personnel. Um, we've certainly become more efficient with the ball in hand and we're starting to get the rewards for some of the other great work that we've been doing. One thing the players have never lacked is um, the effort and the, the work rate in and around the competing and the, the competitive nature of the game. And um, when you've got that, that's a good springboard to, to build a really good game style around. So, um, you know, I'm really proud of what the players have done and how they've worked their way through it. You talk about that effort and the belief that's in the group. I find it funny that teams and clubs often don't talk about wanting to win the premiership and put too much pressure on themselves. But in a year where it's going to be a battle for battle of the toughest, do you have the belief that this group can go all, all the way? Oh, my belief in the players has never wavered. Um, you know, they've been a group that have wanted to get better all the time. And, um, you know, we had some success early on as a young group in 2018. And to get to a, a prelim final was terrific for the club, but there was still so much work to be done. Um, and what we're seeing now is a, a bit more maturity in the group. Um, we're seeing a group of players around the age of 24 that have played 80 to 100 games together. And you can start to see and build the cohesion that's required to play consistently good footy. And when I talk about consistent good footy, I'm talking about playing um, a, a style of footy that will stand up all year round, year after year. And that's the aim. I don't want to be part of a club and coach a club that's up, down and all over the shop. You know, we want to build a, a really strong foundation that will sustain us for five, six, seven years um, where we can be a really strong, powerful club in the AFL. 
in terms of this weekend's game, will be without Aaron Vandenberg. Can you talk us through what happened to him? Yeah, you know, obviously Vander's a really important player for us. He, he got a pretty heavy knock in the first quarter and fractured a, a cheekbone. Um, so that's, um, you know, really um, disappointing for Aaron, but disappointing for us as well. Um, he's gone in for surgery. Um, he'll miss two games based on the fixture, um, but he's really keen to get back. What he will be able to do is keep his training load up. Um, so we'll get him back, you know, relatively quickly and, and get him back in the team. Tom McDonald's one who's in the frame for selection this week. Obviously, Jackson and Wiedemann worked really well up forward. How do you see potentially those three playing together or maybe just the two of them? Yeah, look, it's an option for us. Um, you know, the last two weeks we've been really strong airily and I thought Weed and, and Jacko competed incredibly well for us in that forward half. So, um, you know, Tom's someone that is clearly an experienced player and has done the job for us before. Um, but we'll pick a team that's in form. Now, whether that's got three tools in it, whether it's got two, we'll wait and see. But, um, you know, I haven't shied away from this at selection either. We're just going to continue to pick a team that's in form. Um, you know, people ask why Neville Jetta wasn't in, why Sam Wedeman wasn't in, why Michael Hibbard wasn't in, all these things. That's, it's in the end, we just pick a team that's in form um, and that'll fit the way that we want to play. So um, Tom's no different in that, in that situation. Now, the other big talking point, of course, is that we've had to move hubs. So here in Maroochydore, were you disappointed that we had to leave Manly? Well, Manly was pretty generous to us. Um, to get the two wins in, in Sydney was great. Um, but, you know, we've had a couple of days settling in a Maroochydore. We have our pre-season camp up here. Um, so it does feel like home, and that's really what it's about. It's about building a really strong routine, make it feel like home. You know, it's, we've got the families up here. We've got the kids running around. Um, you know, we are talking about it the other day about, um, you know, like a Remy Jones and, um, you know, with, with Nathan. He'll never forget the time that he came away with Dad for, mm. for 10 or 11 weeks on the road um, and being part of a footy club. And um, they're the sort of things we're looking at in this environment is, you know, what are the things that are great about it and what are the things that are things that we're going to remember for a long, long time together. There are a lot of sacrifices and yourself included, you're away from your family. Have you found it quite challenging? Yeah, look, it's very challenging to be away for the length of time that we're expected to be away. Um, you know, there are a lot of sacrifices that are made and you know, a lot of our staff are making those sacrifices. Um, you know, there's a lot of people back in Melbourne doing it tough, you know, in lockdown, homeschooling, all the things that we know are, are challenging not only for our families and ourselves but also for our supporters and, and what they're going through. So in some ways it's really we are giving a lot of sacrifices but in a lot of ways too I feel privileged to keep our game going to give back to the people that are still back in Melbourne and our supporters are still watching the game. So, um, you know, I feel privileged that we get to do something we love as well. And the other thing about being up here is it's almost like work 24-7. Like you see the boys outside having a kick on their day off, mm. which is great to see. What's your schedule like? Do you get any time to switch off? Uh, not really. Um, now that we've compressed the season, um, it's going to be difficult. But um, I try and take a little bit of time out, especially on the one day a week that we do have off, um, just to relax you know, and really take some time out. Um, got a few contacts in terms of what we can do up here in, in golf and a bit of stuff in the ocean. So um, you know, I'll dive into that and, and you know, try and take as much time as I can. But um, you know, my job's up here is to, to coach the Melbourne Footy Club and to get our footy club winning games of footy. So that's what my primary focus is. Well, hopefully we get a win on the weekend. Goody, thanks for joining us on The Talking Points.